0: From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment. This is the Award Circuit podcast.
1: I can't imagine doing just one thing anymore. Like I can't imagine and and I have, but it feels wrong. And or it feels like a vacation when I'm just doing one thing, oddly enough. But I also feel restless and useless when I'm not doing more, which is a problem, probably.
0: Issa Rae can't sit still. And that's because the Emmy-nominated star and executive producer of HBO's Just Ended Insecure has plenty on her plate to keep on moving. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, we talk to Issa Rae about the end of Insecure, her new HBO series Rap Shit, that Emmy nom, and much, much more. But first, our Award Circuit Roundtable discusses the supporting actor categories. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Hey, everyone, back to the round table. It is Michael Schneider from Variety, along with Emily Longaretta, Jazz Tanke. And wait a second. Look who has shoved Clayton Davis out of the way. <laughs> it's my all about Eve moment, finally. <laughs> Smacked him, locked him in a closet. Who knows what he's doing, where he is, but I'm very happy to instead see Janelle Riley.
2: Hello. I didn't know who I was filling in for today, but now that I know it's Clayton, I'll, I'll make a lot of bad jokes.
0: <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of dad jokes. Make, make some really <laughs> off the wall predictions. Just go for it. Just go wild.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Go Janelle. I'm telling you, Errol Morris, it's his year.
0: So, Janelle. <laughs> Are you already starting to think about film season? I mean, are we how how far along are we in, in terms of starting to think about Oscars 2023? Oh,
2: I am most definitely. I mean, Tiff is just around the corner. I feel like um I've already seen two of the best movies of the year before the halfway point. Um, I'm so excited to see what else is coming this year. We have a new Spielberg movie. That's always fun. Um Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting really, really excited about the season.
0: Wow, can you tell us what those two movies sure. are? Sure.
2: Because yep. one of them opens this week. It is "I Love My Dad," starring Pat Oswalt as a man who catfishes his own son. And the other one is obviously "Everything, Everywhere, All at Once," mm-hmm. which is also back in theaters. Oddly enough, yeah, yeah, well, the extended scenes, right? Yes, because that movie needed to be longer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, all movies need, need movie. to be longer.
2: <laughs> I love that that movie, but yeah, we have a running joke about how if you you automatically get three stars if you're under ninety minutes.
0: Yeah, I was just uh, totally. telling Jazz how I saw Easter Sunday a, a yes. screening of it, and it was it's like ninety seven minutes long. I'm like, yes, it's
1: that's what dream. we need
0: Perfect. more more hour and a half movies, please. Mm-hmm. So that's like shorter than a t shorter than a TV episode.
3: I mean, seriously, you could watch one episode of Stranger Things or go to a movie,
0: right? Or or your options half of the season finale of Stranger Things. <laughs> seriously
2: speaking of stranger things I put my foot in my mouth so bad because I was in London when the Emmy noms came out and I was interviewing David Harbour that day because he's doing a wonderful play right now in London and I just assumed he had been nominated he had to tell me that he hadn't been and I was like because I could have sworn I saw it somewhere it must have been like a predictions and he was he was so gracious and such a good sport about it I can blame jet lag and idiocy but (laughs) <laughs> I, I was just, I was shocked he didn't he didn't make that cut.
0: Yeah, well, the show was um, nominated, so at least there's still yeah. some Stranger Things love. And and David Harbour is he's he's one life. He's he's doing okay from so far now. i fine. <laughs> love him so. What's mine.
4: he in? What show is he in? Wisconsin?
2: It's a play called Madhouse. It's Theresa Rebeck's new play, and. Mm. Um, when I found out he started it opposite Bill Pullman, and it was a family drama, I assumed that they would be playing brothers, But I forgot that Bill Pullman was like forty when, while you were sleeping, came out. So Bill Pullman <laughs> plays his horrible, racist, sexist, terrible dad. And it is it's it will really try your childhood crush on Bill Pullman because he's Ooh. so good in this role, and he's just he's just so awful as a character.
3: Oh, I have an adult crush on Bill Pullman, so I should probably not see it. Oh, well,
2: <laughs> Luckily, I took my friend, who's loved him since Newsies, and during intermission, I was like, "Oh, is this is this okay? Is this killing your crush?" And she's like, "Yeah." So I introduced them after the show, and Bill Pullman was his lovely, generous, sweet, kind self, and it renewed the crush in full.
4: <laughs> Emily's swooning right now for those who
3: can't. I see. love him so much. I love, love. Oh, I mean, while you were sleeping, is in my top five best movies, but my love also started in the newsies. So,
0: mm. what what about Bill Pullman, President of the United States? Damn
3: straight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about so. Bill Pullman in The Sinner, for which he deserved a lot more love? No, course, he was course, fantastic
0: yeah. in that too. Yeah. He was so.
2: fantastic. Yeah.
0: And so concludes our Bill Pullman uh, appreciation, <laughs> appreciation Podcast.
2: And apparently our Stage Podcast. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about everything but TV. Oh, yeah, we talked well, about
3: movies, we talked about Stage. Probably should get to some Emmys talk. I mean, I think maybe people want to hear about that.
0: Yeah, we're getting a little closer now to voting. Phase two, not quite there yet, but it's coming very soon because it is August. That's the insert scream or some sort yeah. of panicky sound. Uh Ugh we are kind of heading into the home stretch and as we record this still still no emmy host announced so which nope. is astounding in itself i have some ideas but i'm not going to share them right now but um we'll see we'll see should be coming soon but uh this week we're going to be talking about supporting actors in the various categories. So we've uh, already done actress, we've already done actor. So on to the supporting categories. And these are the stacked categories that always have at least eight nominations. So a lot of names to choose. A lot of folks going after each other from the same show. So that's always a question of do they cancel each other out or will one rise to the top? So let's kick it off with drama, shall we? So we have Nicholas Braun, Cousin Greg from Succession. We've got Billy Crudup, one of the best things about the morning show. Uh, we got Kieran Culkin from Succession. We've got Park Hai soo from Squid Game. We've got Matthew McFadden. Fadden? Fadian? Danielle, you were just in London. You know how to pronounce that.
2: I think it's Fadden.
0: Oh, yeah. So the, the Y on. is silent.
2: yeah.
4: McFadden
0: <laughs> uh, from Succession. John Turturro from Severance, and his romantic scene partner Christopher Walken from Severance, and then Golden Globe winner Oh Young Soo from Squid Game. So interesting, interesting category. Emily, what do you think?
3: Not many different shows there nominated, but uh, quite the quite the combination. Um, I'm really happy that some of these people are getting some love. Um, I feel like big surprise here I'm a huge Christopher Walken fan so like I love to see him on any list but I, I kind of think Nicholas Braun or Karen Culkin like they're the ones to beat in this category that's just my my two cents
0: yeah there are three succession nominees so right. that is tough but they're up against two squid game two severance and and then Billy Crudup just hanging out there by himself <laughs>
3: But <laughs> Billy Crudup did win last year, so we have to say Billy Crudup did win before. So it's was like it last he year or did they have the year together? off?
2: I think what? last year the cr- he had the year off, so it was the Crown last year.
3: I don't know the the years have all meshed right. together. Play, but yeah, we did The
2: <laughs> last time. He was eligible. the
3: last time he was nominated. He won,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for good reason too. He's fantastic.
0: Oh, plays the best network executive you've one of the best you've ever seen on television. So it's so
2: funny because I thought that this was that Matthew McFadden was coming off the best season and he was sort of the standout of succession. And I think it's funny that you mentioned Nicholas yeah, and Kieran <laughs> saying it's down to between them. Cause I would have thought it was him, but now that I'm thinking about it, they're all so good. I don't even yeah. know. You know how do you you? Yeah. Go I
4: mean, ahead, it's Jess. so
2: hard to pick, right? Because
4: I think as we think about it now, like I think Kieran's arc was stronger because it, I think it sticks with you more like his entire performance of trying to like get Jerry, the dick pic scene, like, <laughs> and then of course the finale, am I allowed to say dick pic on the
2: pound? Of course. <laughs> when you say it, it sounds classy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: It's so funny.
0: And it, it, well, it's, it's a part of uh, a trend this season of uh, a lot of dicks on television. So <laughs> yeah, literally and now. figuratively, but uh <laughs> But in the end, but in the end, ultimately it's Matthew McFadden who ended the season on such yep. a note with that turn. Um, so he literally shivved shiv, which <laughs> we're still thinking about how that season ended. So who knows? This is this is a tough one as a result. Um
3: Do we think Squid Game
2: like can't yes. move each other out? I think oh is it Oh Young soo Yeah. I think he could take this easily, Mm -hmm. but I think it's going to be an indication of how things are going to go for Squid Game if this award comes early and he wins it. I think things are looking really good for him. Um, I was so happy he was nominated. Uh, I could absolutely see that happening. Um, Part of me thinks um, John Turturro has a really good shot. People love him, Um, but it is hard with Christopher Walken right there next to him. Like I don't know if there's a way they could split the award. Um, Mm -hmm. You could make a case for any single one of these people winning. That's the crazy thing.
0: Yeah, no, right. oh, it's true that that's why this is tough. So let's move on now to, well, let's move on to supporting an actor in a comedy series now. So once again,
2: much easier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> once again, you've got uh, a lot of the same show popping up. In particular, Ted Lasso mm-hmm. for, not uh, wait, no three. Sorry, three. I can't I do math. Mm-hmm. I can't do math. I'm a journalist. <laughs> I can't do math. Why
3: you're a journalist?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but three, but the, these are a solid for three. Uh, so you've got uh, incumbent winner Brett Goldstein up against Tohib Jamo and Nick Mohammed, who ended up Woo! being the villain. The villain we of the season. We are booing, two. You're
2: booing uh, Nathan. We are not booing Nick. Nick is
0: wonderful. Uh, but then you've got four time Emmy winner Tony Shaloub. They do love them. Some Tony Shalhoub over Mm -hmm. at the TV Academy for Mrs. uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, You've got uh, the duo from Barry. You've got uh, Noho Hank, Anthony Kerrigan. And then, of course, another former winner, American Treasure, Henry Winkler. And uh, from Abbott Elementary, the nice surprise of the mix, Tyler James Williams. So happy. Turns out uh, everybody loves Chris now. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, and then from SNL, SNL, which did do a lot this year in terms of nominations as it has in the past. No. But nonetheless, Bowen Yang still got in there for supporting actor in a comedy series. So, Jazz, you're up. What do you think?
4: Oh, my gosh. Um, I It's tough, but I think Brett. I have Brett Goldstein at the top of my picks for Ted Lasso. Although I'm really wor- not worried. I don't shouldn't say worried. I feel the Academy does love Maisel a lot more than we give it credit for. So I have Tony second. I'm just going wild here, by the way. Um, And Abba Elementary could surprise. I don't know. That's my one, two, three. I'm just going completely wild here.
2: I remember watching Ted Lasso season two, which was, gosh, like a year ago and thinking no way Brett Goldstein could lose after they did the rom-com episode where he runs to get to the uh, stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Tahib came in and like just became the heart of that season. And, you know, he was in the first season, but he really had such great storylines in season two. His romance with Rebecca, um, you know, taking on Dubai Air. Um, I could absolutely see him winning the question is you know have voters forgotten about that show whereas part of me thinks it's Anthony Kerrigan's year everyone loves that guy <laughs> but then how do you vote for him and not Henry Winkler this is this is the whole
3: category is insane
0: oh yeah once again it's 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 tough Emily what, what do you think
3: I mean sorry guys I've muted myself because you may be able to hear there's a dog freaking out outside my apartment so you know that's just the background noise I love to have here um <laughs> I, (laughs) perks of working at home. Um, I honestly think it is time for Anthony Kerrigan to get some, get some love for Barry. Uh, But I mean, I would vote for Henry Winkler for anything. So my worry is that they cancel each other out. I just don't, I don't think we should completely think Tyler James Williams is out of the race. I mean, I know he was such a surprise, but I think he is like a very strong contender because people loved Abbott. And I think that that, if it kind of the same way that you said about the last Category, Janelle. I think that if if he does pull this off, I mean, it could be a really big hint of what's to come for Abbott at the at the yeah. Emmys overall.
0: Yeah, he's
3: so good,
2: so mm-hmm. good, and that yeah. and he's the only nominee from his show. And you know, I could I could absolutely see it happening.
0: I all- uh, on, on, on the actor side, that is like they—they they literally nominated almost everyone from Abbott this year, which is yeah, good for it. I love Abbott. I'm so glad to see all of that recognition. But um, so that could be a good sign that uh, you know there is this outpouring of support for for that show. Of course, there's also an outpouring for Ted Lasso, as we've noticed with 20 nominations and and literally almost everyone on that cast, including a lot of uh, guest actors and actresses, uh, got nominated from Ted Lasso this year. So. But uh, yeah, with those three potentially canceling each other out, and then with Anthony Kerrigan and Henry Winkler potentially canceling each other out, I don't know. I have this feeling that Tony Shaloub sneaks on in, which, you know, no offense to Tony Shaloub, but dude, you have four Emmys already. You don't need another one. So.
2: <laughs> you can argue against Tony Shaloub.
3: He's fantastic. No, exactly. Oh, no, no. no. Come on.
0: I'm sorry. Okay, Tony, uh, fine. I'll I'll cheer you on if you win anyway. But, but um, spread
3: the love.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is a tough one. But yeah, I would be happy to see Anthony Kerrigan up there. No ho Hank, you know, just you know, such a great character actor getting his due. So and that'd be fun. It's always fun to see first timers win yes. an Emmy. So as much as you know, I'd be happy to see. Brett Goldstein or Tony Shalhoub or Henry Winkler up there. I would love to see Anthony up there just for, you know, first time. And he would has, say something hysterical. It would just be a great, great moment. So, yeah. so.
4: Yeah. Oh, to Janelle's point about like Ted Lasso, do they remember it? I think if, if people, Emmy voters, go and watch Thor, Love and Thunder, they might be like, oh, hey,
2: that guy. That guy. <laughs> this, I guess we can talk openly about this now because the movie's been out for like a month that Greg yeah. Goldstein appears as Hercules at the end. But I don't know if there's another Thor movie coming. Taika Waititi didn't seem to be aware of this plan, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, Maybe. well, we, we we talked about it at length uh, on our recent podcast with the three of them. So the, <laughs> we definitely, <laughs> it's the cat's <laughs> out of the bag if you didn't know before that Greg uh, yeah. Goldstein is Hercules, so. We, uh, oops, I just said it again. So
2: <laughs> I, uh, I sent him a gif cause we saw an early screening of the film and it was just the Eddie Murphy clip of the, of the clumps going Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> it was so good. He's like, I don't know what you could be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two weeks before the movie came out. He's so good at keeping secrets. Yeah.
0: yeah. And they're so, all of them are so great. Like Hannah Waddingham and Juno Temple were there and they're so proud of him. And just like the, the love among that cast. I just, I love that. So, okay. On to limited or anthology series or movie supporting actor. And again, a lot of the same titles. They, uh, when when the voters this year, they love a show. They really love a show. So from the White Lotus... We have Murray Bartlett, we have Jake Lacey, and we have Steve Zahn. From Dopesick. we got Will Poulter, Peter Sarsgaard, and Michael Stuhlbarg. And then from Pam and Tommy, Seth Rogen. So, again, if you go through the process of everyone else canceling each other out, then maybe Seth Rogen picks himself up his first ever Emmy.
5: That
3: would make I me think- so happy. I would be shocked yeah. if that happened. I would be completely shocked if that happened. <laughs> Nothing against Seth Rogen. I just don't see how he beats out Murray Bartlett. For me, for me, I think that while I loved seeing Jake Lacey and Steve Zahn get the get the love because I love both of them and their roles were so great in White Lotus. To me, Murray Bartlett made that entire show. So I just don't. I don't see how he loses this one.
2: I, this is the easiest one to call. Yeah. I think it's going to be Murray and I'm so happy for him. He's, I just interviewed him today actually. And he said, you know, I asked him if he had trouble keeping secrets from White Lotus. He's like, no, everybody just wants to know if it was me who actually defecated in a suitcase. (laughs) And and I was like, well, since you brought it up, he's like, no, that was CGI. (laughs) What's interesting to me is uh, two people who I really thought would be nominated here, Naveen Andrews and Stephen Fry for the dropout weren't recognized. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I, that but I'm so happy to see Will Poulter was because he was fantastic. This this category is a murderer's row. Michael Stuhlbarg, is mm-hmm. so good in dope sick as well. So is Peter Sarsgaard. But I just think that that White Lotus, the Emmy voters obviously love it and they love Armand. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Who
2: doesn't, right?
0: <laughs> Jazzy agree. Agree, 100%. Bartlett for the win.
4: Every time you if you say his name, Armand, you just remember that scene and just how great he was, not in that scene alone, but like the entire series. So
0: yeah. Mari Bellow yeah. all the way. No, that character is fantastic. The only disappointing thing is is that he's still not sporting that mustache in real life. Cause cause I want him forever <laughs> to have that Armand mustache now. But uh but yeah, nonetheless, um I agree. I think it's going to be Mary Bartlett. I think white Lotus is going to have a, a good night because obviously Jennifer Coolidge, our cover star of this Woo-hoo! week's variety, Yay. um, by Dan Daddario, go check out newsstands or online or wherever you get your variety. Fantastic, uh, issue this week, but, uh, obviously she's a shoe in. We'll talk more next week on supporting actress, but, um, so I think there's a good chance both of them will be celebrating on Emmy night, but, yeah. uh, No matter who wins in this category, it will be a first-timer because no one in this category has ever won an Emmy before. So, boom.
3: And I love that. I think that's so exciting. I mean, like, I I feel like I've said this a lot this this Emmy season, but there's always people that I'm like, I'll be a little disappointed if they win again or if they win because, like, I just feel like other people are more deserving. The, this category and i think the last three we've talked about i wouldn't be upset with any of these people winning right. like they are all so deserving it's such a good group of people that again like you said i've never won before so that's always really nice to see and i mean i'm very happy also about michael Stolberg because like he's been everywhere this year he's been yeah. he pops up in everything so i'm so happy that he's getting getting some love
2: uh i have a question and maybe this is just jumping ahead but since since i'm a a last-second fill-in this week. I don't. I don't get to usually participate in this. Do you think White Lotus takes series or do you think it's dope sick?
3: Man, oh,
2: yeah,
0: that's. I guess
3: we'll have to. <sighs> I'm gonna make. Uh, I'm gonna force Mike to answer. <laughs> 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 I mean, I think um, it's probably. I think it's probably dope sick. It's my guess. It's my guess.
0: That's what I'm might... leaning towards right now, Tim. Mm. I I think it might. I, I mean, clearly Keaton wins. Uh, actor. Do-
2: clearly, are you sure? Yeah.
0: Clearly, yes. Keaton wins. I mean, uh, no
2: way.
0: What do what you think of Janelle?
2: I, I think it's probably Keaton, but Colin Firth. And I just have to say, people, myself included, love Sebastian Stan. And it's a very showy, very fun, very out there performance.
0: It's, I mean, it's another tough, I mean, they're all tough categories. But I, I think, I, my guess is Keaton wins for, for Best Actor, but White Lotus wins for Limited. Now... Ask me next week. I don't yeah. know.
2: <laughs> Can I come back next week?
0: I mean, voters could decide, you know what, White Lotus, we know it's not actually a limited series, so that may be a ding against it, mm-hmm. um, which I wouldn't be surprised. By the way, Dropout was one of the best things I watched this past year. Mm.
2: It truly is. And more to Michael Keaton. the Michael Keaton point, I think the best performance of his career, and that's saying a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. But it makes me so, so
3: nervous. I don't know. <laughs>
0: So it's a stack category, and of course, we love Pam and Tommy at Variety. Since uh, oh,
3: love it, yes, we too. So, also, you know,
2: they just pulled Michael Keaton's new movie. The guy needs a break. They really, yeah, right? This is true. Yeah, someone please give Michael Keaton a break. Yes. A tough <laughs> life, Michael Keaton <laughs> <Well, laughs> hasn't he suffered enough?
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> poor Michael Keaton. All right. He's well, on... um <laughs> what's that, Jess?
2: I was going to say he's had his
3: movie for, like pulled. Please vote for him. Please yeah. Program.
0: Poor Keaton. Oh. Wow, okay. On that note, thank you so much, Janelle, for sneaking on in, and uh, you know, you can untie Clayton now. Um, <laughs> send send him home. Tell him uh, we may we may allow him back next week.
2: I was literally lying down to take a nap when you texted me.
3: <laughs>
0: well, thanks for dropping by. <laughs> yes, thanks, Emily. <laughs> thanks, Jazz. We'll see you guys next
3: week. Thanks, thanks Mike.
0: After the break, insecure star Issa Rae. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. I'm Michael Schneider. On July 12, Issa Rae was in the middle of a meeting, largely unaware that Emmy nominations were being announced. Then she received a text from A Black Lady Sketch Show creator and star Robin Thede, congratulating her on being nominated for lead actress in a comedy. And there's plenty to be happy about. In addition to her solo recognition, Insecure nabbed two other noms, while A Black Lady Sketch Show, which Ray executive produces under her Hooray multimedia banner alongside Thede, earned five nominations. Ray has already been nominated twice before in Lead Comedy Actress for Insecure, which aired its fifth and final season in December.
1: It's so great that everyone we know is actually making decisions and going after what they want. <laughs> and we're on that band too. <laughs> yeah, we are. It's great. Woo! It's all finally happening. I see you, entrepreneur. (laughs) So I met with the team. We're good to go. Yo, that's what's up. (laughs) I'm really excited to to just be game boy. I'm I'm finna
3: go crazy. If this doesn't go well, it could cost us.
1: They did have a couple of notes. Do you mean notes? Can you keep them? I need a stress reliever after dealing with my parents' estate stuff. It's not I done yet, girl. Trying to get them to talk about it is like pulling teeth. You know, it's never too late to start saving for your grandkids. This is just not what I
3: planned. Everybody got a plan until they get punched, my guy. He moved back.
1: Move on. Why? Because it's never gonna work, you dumb! Ah! Our friendships just got hard all of a sudden. Work, family, girl, life. Everybody wants to be successful, but not everybody's ready for the fame. Issa Rae is
0: now a force of nature. She co-founded the management arm Color Creative. She's behind the music label Radio, which is R-A-E-D-I-O. She co-owns the natural hair care line Sienna Naturals and co-owns Hilltop Coffee and Kitchen. Also, Rae's second HBO series, Rap Shit, has just launched. And she's also behind the reality series Sweet Life Los Angeles. Now, with Insecure over and Ray plotting her next chapter, Variety's Angelique Jackson caught up with the mogul about the end of her signature series, her new series, her Emmy nom, and who else she's rooting for. Angelique began by congratulating Ray on the latest Emmy noms. First of
5: all, just congratulations on your Emmy nomination. And I will say, not many people celebrate their Emmy by doing a shift at their own coffee shop afterwards.
1: You know, that was already in the works, <laughs> but I was still happy to go. And I got, you know, people are just so generous and so much love there. And so it was just nice to be, you know, in my community with my people uh, and then serving them.
5: I mean, you have been. I mean, that's really what Insecure, I feel like, has been for fans. It has felt like a service to the audience, this opportunity for us to see ourselves. And again, to then get that recognition from the Academy, that third lead actors Emmy nod, you know, what did it mean to see the final season of the show recognized that way?
1: It meant a lot. I was very skeptical. I had no expectations, actually. I, you know, we aired in December, and people usually forget there have been so many amazing shows since. And so, it did feel really good to get recognized. I didn't. I wasn't, you know, watching. I, I don't typically, and I was in a meeting. And I don't think that I knew that the nominations were happening that day. And then my phone just started going off. And I I like, you know, I had a little squeal that I let out in the meeting um, and then kept it pushing. But I was so I was happy.
5: Yeah. And there was a lot of excitement, too, because also, obviously, Black Lady Sketch Show got five nominations. So, you
1: know, Robin Thede was the one. She was the first text I got to tell me that I got nominated. And then I when I got to catch up, I was like, I got five nominations. That's incredible. Listen, though, I will say, since we have season
5: three coming, are we going to see you back? Will we get Black Lady Courtroom? Are we getting those coral reefs?
1: Uh, I cannot say anything, but I can say that they are writing right now, and it's gold—some gold, gold stuff—and a lot of new things happening. So I'm excited about it.
5: You know, as you were congratulating Robin, you're also congratulating Quinta—the fact that both of y'all are in the lead actress category. You know, what does it mean to you to see one your friend, your fellow digital creator, and also another Black woman in that category? Not like an either-or. But of both.
1: I love Quinta so much. And she's one of those people where, you know, you just know as a matter of time and she's just so naturally funny, talented, knows what she wants. And is also so straightforward just as a I, I think she's a sag. I want to say <laughs> she's a sag because of her uh She just gives it to you straight. When she's bothered, she wants you to know that she's bothered. And when she's having a good time, she's just having a good time. And so there's just no one more deserving. And you know, her show is so good, and it's so. She's just the perfect storyteller and the perfect, you know, actress. And to see her grow and and into who she is now is so fulfilling. Um, And we have just similar backgrounds, so it's also funny. Like you know, here we are meeting in the same category and. Like, I'm I'm just so, so happy for her. And she's making history, like yeah. she's making history along with her first Emmy nomination. And she's just one of those people that is just also so present and generally grateful. She's having a good ass time no matter where she is. So I said a lot of things, but the short of it is I love her.
5: Well, what is it like to kind of have that moment and see that synergy? The idea that Hooray, you know, in its newest iteration is continuing to wrap up uh, to rack up rather Emmy nods for both shows with more shows to come.
1: I mean, that's extremely exciting to go from like, hey, girl, do you want to work together to HBO greenlighting a show and then for it to be acknowledged in this way year after year? Like, that's super cool. And I I, obviously there's a company element to it and a business element to it. But at the end of the day, it's just like fan to fan. It just feels good to be able to put people on and then have other people fall in love with them in the same way that you are. And
5: y'all were also a Jeopardy question last
1: night. Yeah, I saw that. And I don't know that like. We used to watch Jeopardy as a family all the time. Um, I was terrible, but my older brother was great. And so, like, to know that we were not only a Jeopardy question, but we were like a $2,000 Jeopardy question, and the little white lady got it right. That was amazing.
5: Um, That is, like, real cultural resonance there.
1: Come on. (laughs) Come on. She did her research. Had you been a Jeopardy question before, or was this the first time? I don't think I've ever been a Jeopardy question before. I want to say... I've been adjacent, but I, I've, I've never heard my name in a Jeopardy question. No, I need to actually send that to my family. I was going through Instagram, but I need to send that to my mom because she was at the premiere last night and I have some making up to do.
5: <laughs> well, I was going to say this show is a bit of a family affair in a lot of ways because also your sister is a part of rap shit.
1: Yes, she is. And to to have my family there... And to see her name in the credits was super, super special. But yeah, this is her first TV show. And, you know, when I was writing this show, I knew that I wanted to have her be a part of it in in some way. Just because I just I just knew that she could write for these characters and that she had such a sensibility for this show. And I was so happy that Sarita was willing to, to hire her.
5: What was it about her perspective? She said it was something, you know, about her perspective on on these characters or on this life. Was it the parenthood part? What What was the aspect? You were like, oh yeah, she's got this.
1: My sister actually reminds me of Sarita. They have a similar sense of humor. She's sharp. She's witty. She's also just like pop culturally in the know in every way, like from the grittiest gossip (laughs) <laughs> to, you know, to the greediest, gutterest gossip, to also just being a mom and having that perspective, a young, she's a young mother and she's just like between all of that and just being funny and witty and, and actually a good writer. Um, I was excited to try her out this season and she beyond delivered.
5: Well, tell me about writing the pilot for rap shit. You had had this idea for a while. You even said that, you know, at one point you thought about really diving into the rap career with Issa D in Insecure. You know, what made you decide to put pen to paper?
1: Yeah, when I was first developing the pitch for what would be Insecure, I wanted to be in that world. I was like, ah, uh, like there's something interesting about a female rapper because there's just so many stories that you can mine from that. And so I never got to tell that story in that way. Uh, But always like I always had that desire. So when HBO Max uh, via Susanna Makos and Sarah Aubrey approached me about doing a show, I was like, I kind of want to I want to set it in this world. And like I always, like I said, was was thinking about it. But then I wasn't really writing and I was so busy with Insecure. And then a producer who shall remain nameless, um, who I've named before, but. We've since discussed and I'm good. But he was just, he made a comment about how uh, most female rap is just, all they rap about it is their pussies. And can they rap about anything else? And at the time, it like pissed me off because I was like, this is unfair. And I used that as motivation to, to write the pilot and to put pen to paper, and that kind of served as the foundation. And then I just thought about the other elements of what it means to be a female rapper right now, what it means to be an artist in this moment. And I just wanted to make a piece that reflected where we are culturally.
5: Yeah, instead of really it being about putting her on, I think what Sarita is a better example of is one, obviously like talent and being amazing, but also a business side, the synergy that you all have continued to develop at Hooray and between Hooray and Color Creative. And you know, the synergy is also then further represented with radio doing the music for this show. You even see it as you guys have been doing this like worldwide, nationwide press tour. Sienna Naturals was at essence with y'all. You know, how are you, you know, feeling about the ability to have that synergy with the projects that you're making as you move forward?
1: I mean, that was an intention that we set uh I want to say in 2020, like I I just been really, really focused on making sure that the businesses are synergistic and making sure that our department heads, our leaders are looking out for one another. And it is a challenge, you know, but I, I want to have an ecosystem. And, you know, this show in particular was our first opportunity to be like, all right, y'all, it's all hands on deck. Let's see what we can do. And let's see how we can be self-sustaining. And so we've learned some things work, some things don't, but it really is exciting to see all of everybody's hard work kind of come to fruition via this one one project and vision.
5: Well, speaking of new projects, uh, we saw a lot of the Sweet Life LA cast at your, yes, at your party last night. Yes. Uh, when can we expect season two? <laughs>
1: You know, you can expect it uh, soon. That's all I'll say. But I, season two is amazing. I am, I like, yeah, it's really, really great. And I can't wait for people to see their slash my best friends on screen again.
5: <laughs> what was the most exciting part about kind of diving back into the reality world again? Kind of seeing, okay, here's what we did in season one. Here's how we want to continue in season two. I mean, we've seen, you know, some of their like life things on Instagram, but we know I'm sure the show is leveling up as well.
1: Yeah, the show is definitely leveling up. We know the stories that we're telling. We are, we're more familiar um, with them as people and we're more familiar with their journeys. And so they have leveled up in so many ways. And it's it, like watching that first episode and getting that cut back was like, oh, man, I'm so happy to see them. It does really feel like you're reunited with your friends. And like, I, it's just really refreshing to see how far they've come since the first season and how far they'll continue to go. But there's a, just a, a new level of confidence in themselves and a new level of growth that uh, people should be excited to witness as well.
5: Listen, growth is always a theme in your things. Everything being <laughs> I mean, insecure, and let's be honest, Sienna Naturals, hair growth. Hello, hair growth. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about the episode and just like what when you're thinking about it, like as your Emmy submission and as like, you know, as it's representing your acting, what is it? Maybe what scene, what part of that episode
1: is kind of like your standout, your memory? Um, I think I'm gonna go full circle with the mirror moments. Uh, um, I think college mirror Issa, really makes me think about like even where I started the show and a lot of the improv that happened, like on both sides and then even my relationship with Melina who lets me play a lot and who's very very uh, transparent about what she likes and what she doesn't like her laugh is very distinct so you know when you've gotten her you've gotten something good but like I think about that moment and I think about you know the ending scene with Lawrence and you know ending it with him and where Issa essentially chooses herself and chooses her happiness at that at that point in time even though it hurts, and just playing that scene out with Jay, who I just love doing scenes with, in general just make me think about the run of the show. Yeah.
5: Um, tell me about playing college Issa. You know, <laughs> getting to throw the braces on. Like
1: college Issa was like that was that was me. That was me in college. And when my friends saw that, I remember I got to see the first episode with them, and they were like, "Dang, you really nailed that!" Like that is. <laughs> How you looking so it was just interesting to make fun of myself in that way when you know I might have thought I was killing it back then Um, and then just of course having this the the episode at Stanford and you know being able to acknowledge and really see how far I've come and um, recognize the the moments there that brought me to where I am now yeah
5: Actually, to that point of like how far you've come, that is that full circle bringing that back around when you think about that first season to now and your process as an actor, you know how have you grown changed expanded you know what what is it like now stepping into that character you know after five seasons of playing D? you
1: know it's so interesting you know I've, I've, I've watched well, what have I just watched i can't remember why. Oh, we just did a compilation of, like, uh, bloopers that hopefully (laughs) we'll be able to release soon. And so it was from season one to five. and so I got to see even then just how much we all changed and how much we all, you know, obviously our chemistry got better. And for me, I feed off of other actors, and I've just learned to listen more, you know, and and be more present. And that's just in all of the work that I do. Like, I really... Uh, I, from working on other projects I've taken so many of the things and the experiences that I've had with other actors other directors and brought it back yeah. but it's just I've also just grown up while doing this
5: show yeah. alright one more thing about rap shit I was you know talking to all the girls about seeing the the um billboards for the first time and, and what that experience has been like what do you remember about seeing that billboard for the first time for you with Insecure I remember
1: where I was I was well obviously I would I get to like help and and decide like what the final one was but like i was driving down crenshaw and olympic and i stopped for the first time and i pulled over and i started you know filming it and it was just like i think i said like my regular ass face on a billboard and i just felt so special and you know fast forward to now now even with doing rap shit like i'm i'm obsessed with these girls seeing themselves on these billboards and 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 celebrating and you know, I, I just never forget that feeling, and I hope that for them it, it's the same because it truly does feel like, oh. Like, for me, I, I've disassociated myself from, from the billboards yeah. in, in that way. Like, it doesn't necessarily feel like me, but I always try to remember, like, how special that feels. Yeah.
5: I feel like the one that you went to go see was... Previously, an insecure billboard uh, before season five. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yes,
1: absolutely. That went, we, me, Jay, and Yvonne went to that tall wall like uh, right before the the show premiered. I want to say, and that was also a very special moment. Yeah.
5: Um, with the show too, obviously, this is this is the follow up. This is the 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 second. Well, not second. It's actually really the third, uh, fourth on HBO. Oh, show. Yeah, yeah. show wise. You know, at what point? Do you, do you kind of get past, get over uh, the nerves of, or actually, did you ever have a point where you're nervous, like, will anybody watch it? Do you, do
1: you let yourself think that, or do you... I think, yeah, of course I think, think that all the time. Um, I don't know that I'll ever get past that, you know? It's just, and I think that's also what keeps me going, it's yeah. just, like, the, those nervous butterflies of, are people going to fuck with this, um, or are they going to be like, fuck it, uh, but... Like, I love creating so much and, like, that won't stop me. And if if, if people don't fuck with this one, I know that I'm like, well, I know they're going to mess with this one. <laughs> so um, for me, it just gives me more, more opportunities to to continue to create and to top myself and my own expectations.
5: You've been so busy and, and traveling all over everywhere. You know, have you had time again to, like, look and, and think and absorb all of those Success is kind of leading to chapter three, four. I, I don't what what are we considering? I feel like it's on chapter- that
1: too. I'm like, does it, uh, this feels like chapter three? But then I'm like, I don't want to say it's chapter three because it's chapter four like I'm old and dead, about to die. So I don't know, like how oh,
5: many you just have a big book. Oh, I have a big
1: book. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you think so-
5: you only get a four-chapter book, Isa?
1: <laughs> you're you're right. You're right.
5: So it's like a picture book. Those are the type of books I
1: read. Okay, you're right. You're right, you're right. You're right.
5: <laughs> I know it is not. <laughs> you were you were just like Shauna. I saw her there with Becoming by Michelle Obama. She had casts on her table.
1: Those were. <laughs> OK, well, all right. So, yes, I would consider this chapter three. Yeah. But the question that you asked, you just asked the question. Just
5: taking the stock. of. Oh, yes, I have.
1: Absolutely. Yes. This year, this year is like the, I would say that I've been having so much fun, and I have had moments where I've been able to just really appreciate um, where I started and where I am now to take stock of, you know, the people that I love, the, like take, just taking in experiences. And, yeah, I just I truly, truly feel blessed and grateful. This has been so much fun.
0: That's Issa Rae, the Emmy-nominated star and executive producer of Insecure. All episodes are available to stream on HBO Max, while her new series Rapture is now airing on HBO. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Emmy predictions and key races. As well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Emily Longaretta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit.